It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Live Axe Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got a lot to cover. Nate Blazing has got lake reports from all across the Brainerd Lakes area. Ray Gildow was up on Winnie and Leach. Also has uh, some survey information from the uh, DNR that he's going to share across the Brainerd Lakes area. Steve Pontiac out on Mille Lacs doing a lot of musky fishing and a whole lot more. Right here on Brainerd Outdoors and our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. Oars and Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement for your lakeside living. The gateway to the Cuyuna Lakes, Oars and Mine, on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick the show off, as we always do, with our local report. Nate Blazing joins us with uh, S&W Guide Service. And, uh, Nate, I mean, here we are into the middle of August now, and this is always what we call the dog days of summer. We get these warmer days and and sometimes you, you just got to scratch out some fish here and there and i i'd imagine as a guide sometimes it get, get a little frustrating because it's been real hit and miss this week hasn't it it has and i would say this this entire season more so than not has been a test of your patience and your confidence and i've said this before so much of fishing just like everything else is having confidence in what and how you do it well <laughs> This messes with your head uh, the way this year has been, and I think a lot, again, has been because of the unstable weather. But, um, you know, the two main strategies I'd say right now is just actually thinking about this is kind of comparing my dad and myself. We fish differently. I kind of run and gun and look for fish and try and pick off the aggressive fish. You know, right away you'll get one or two out of the school and then move on where dad has had some decent luck just doing the opposite. He'll find them and he'll sit and work and grind on them. So, there's a couple of different approaches, um, you know, not saying one's better than the other, but, you know, it's it's just different seeing how different people, you know, look at the fish in the schools and how to activate them. And, you know, so a couple of different ways to go at it there. Yeah, and you had mentioned we were talking off air when we had some of these cooler days and cooler nights, the fish went out deep and then we got warm again and now they're back in the weeds, you said. Yeah, so, you know, the, the thing I've noticed here the last couple of days on the lakes is, you know, one, we've, we've got leaves that are starting to turn as crazy as that sounds, middle of August. I guess huh. we're getting towards the end of it. <laughs> and then also you noticed on the lakes that the loons are starting to kind of flock up, pack up, whatever you want to call it, as well as the gulls. And we've been seeing several of these big groups kind of out in the middle of nowhere, if you will, feeding on bait fish. And you're seeing lots of bait balls, but usually when those birds do that when they're feeding but also they're kind of that just seems to be what they do in fall so the methods that we've been using for walleye fishing actually like we were saying there's been so many different things that you can try there's for that mid-basin stuff you control lead core a couple guys i know we're doing downriggers uh you got some fish out in that 25 to 35 foot range you can find them out there there's some fish in that 24 to 18 feet and then again like you said now that it warmed up it seemed today we're catching a bunch of fish in 14 15 feet of water for walleye so um just pick your poison and it's kind of just keep searching until you find some aggressive fish and 
that makes your electronics very helpful and useful, but at the same time it can get a little frustrating because there's there's fish where they should be. And the size of these schools of fish that we're seeing, it's amazing. The interesting thing was a couple of guys that I know said they put their camera down and were looking at these fish and said they saw a lot of suckers and some walleyes mixed in. So then I took mine out a couple of times and put it down. And it is. You see some fish that, just looking at your sonar, you'd swear were walleyes, and there's some suckers and walleyes, but then there's other groups of huge fish that you'll work and work and nothing and stick the camera down as walleye, walleye, walleye. So <laughs> it's just one of those things, again, you got to hit the right bite window or find what activates them. Um, the, the one thing I think that has been working really well has actually been a jigging wrap. It seems to be more of a reaction-type bite compared to live bait. We do a lot of light of live bait rigging, but the the jig wrapping seems to be a little more effective right now, just getting a reaction out of them. So again, you can try a lot of different techniques right now, kind of depending on whatever you like to do. Have you been mostly on gull, Nate? I've been a little everywhere. I've been on gull, on whitefish, pelican, north long, and the thing I guess that I would say is it's been pretty much consistently the same. You'll have one good day, and then the next day it's completely different no matter what lake. And, you know, with the network of fishermen that I know and the guides and stuff, you can kind of put stuff together by hearing similar stuff from each guy. And it, it really does seem to be day-to-day. If one lake's on, a lot of times the other lakes are on. If one lake's off, usually due to weather, the other lakes are really ice cold too. So it kind of helps with your mental side of things to say, you know, I'm not doing something wrong. It's just, they were off today. So that, that kind of helps trying to figure stuff out a little bit. How's the bass fishing been? Bass has actually been pretty good. Uh, again, you can do, you know, plastic worm or just pitching a jig and a minnow top water in your low light conditions early in the morning. Um, but again, I was saying, even those, it seems like they're less effective than the walleyes, but, if you have a front come through, it usually takes a day or two. You'll still get a few fish. Um, the early parts of the, the morning trips that we do, those first two hours definitely seem to be a lot better, and then it slowly tapers off as the day goes on and then picks up again in the evening time. So nothing too you know out of the ordinary there, but still a lot of good action and some really nice fish. So I'd say the bass fishing's actually been fairly decent in the area. And you said last week when we talked to you, the one thing that was consistently good was uh, the pike fishing. Um, are you still picking up a few pike here and there too? Yeah, we're still picking up some, but at the same time, I would say it's it's not as good as it was. Uh, I think kind of once those water temps cooled off, you can still see them out in that deeper water for the bigger pike, but uh, it's more of a one here, one there kind of thing. The other interesting thing that happened is we actually started picking up more walleyes out in that deeper water with what we thought were the pike. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I think the other, that was a couple of days ago, uh, dad's clients had a, you know, a couple upper 20 inch pike and then got a 29 and three quarter inch walleye right along with them. So, I mean, that's kind of a nice surprise. You never know what you're getting. And we had league here Tuesday up on Whitefish, and that seemed to be the same. There's 20-some boats up there, and you're getting walleyes and pike right together now. So, um, And, again, it was very various depths the guys were fishing, so that was a neat thing to hear. So, you know, just get out there and try it, find fish, and see what happens, I guess. So we're not quite to the fall pattern yet, Nate, but we're right on the fringe of it, I'm guessing, based on what you've been telling me. Yeah, and we're all kind of just saying, you know, any day now this is going to happen because, again, the amount of fish that are 
they're where they should be for the most part. These are some really just, I look at my graph and I actually start pick, taking pictures of it. I get so excited seeing this many fish. And so um, the ones we we're on all today and the fish that we got were really nice fish. But at the same time, when you clean them, they are not full of uh, forage yet. Uh, so it just seems like they haven't really put the feed bag on. And I think it's just a matter of time. Again, get those water temps down a little bit, some stable weather. And sooner than later, we'll be at the promised land, I think, that everyone kind of dreams about. And uh, I should say the fish that we got today, too, it was not a real aggressive bite. It was a real typical finicky walleye bite where, you know, in my head, I'm dreaming of that minnow shaking and just slam the rod. So. We're, we're not quite there, but like you said, we're getting there fairly soon, hopefully. Well, way to, way to go, Nate. You got me all fired up for fall fishing now. So <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited for that in so many reasons, just, again, for the boat traffic and just the, the scenery, the cooler temperatures, and, again, the light situation now. You know, we're up so early in the morning and then coming home at night, and it's getting pretty dark by 8, 30, 9 o'clock now, so definitely starting to notice the lack of light now. Yeah. For sure. Great stuff as always, Nate Blazing, SNW Guide Service. Nate, people want more info on you. How can they get it? Sure. You can look me up on Facebook, Nate Blazing, B L A S I N G, or if you're interested in the guide trip, call Sherry up at the pitch shop, 218-829-7010. There you go. I appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff as always. Uh, have good luck out there. Uh, it sounds like you, you know, you're, you're doing okay, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We're scratching it out, but I'll take any luck I can get, so I appreciate it, Brian. You have a good one. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. One of my favorite segments we have here on the show, Ray Gildow joins us with the Niswa Guides League. Ray always keeping a very close eye on Winnie Leach. And uh, this week he's actually going to break down some information he got from the fisheries department, which I think is going to be really interesting. But let's start, Ray, uh, first off up on Winnie. What are you hearing up there? Well, you know, it's, uh, I think, just to say in general, we have so much to be thankful for. Uh, We're looking out at California. They've got 40 or 50 fires raging this week. And in Minnesota, except for some storms, and I don't want to minimize the damage that people have had by that, but... Uh, we've just had a, a really a good summer, I think. Um, <clears throat> that Direco, that big windstorm, hit uh, Iowa just terrible, wiped out about 43 44% of the corn crop. And uh, we're just very lucky uh, that we live in an area where we have a lot more stability. And there's been a couple of days this past week that were pretty rough up on Winnie, uh, made fishing a little tough to get out there on the water. And when it's rough, there are a lot of the people fishing this time of the year are resorters, and they typically tend not to take chances and go out there. But Winnie has been on fire the last three or four days. It's just turned on. And I don't know if it's because the weather stabilized midweek or exactly what happened. And as we talked about before, they've had a phenomenal hatch from the 2018 walleye hatch, and then the 2019 hatch, the DNR says, was 30 to 40 percent better than the 2018 hatch. So they have a real good population of 13 and 14 inch walleyes. And frankly, uh, that good bite, a lot of them are those 14 inch walleyes. And some people are electing to keep them and some people aren't. Uh, You know, it depends on what you're looking for. But uh, I think the interesting thing is because the Canadian border is closed, 
uh, High Banks, and I think some of the other resorts on Winnie got a lot of fishermen from the Midwest and from the South. And so this is a week where if those guys are here from Alabama or Ohio or wherever, it's going to be a pretty good report because they're doing really, really well. Lots of spinners, lots of crawlers, some crankbaits, and they're not necessarily doing it out on the, on the humps anymore. They've been migrating over to the west side of the lake, over by the Three Rivers area, uh, right off the shore breaks there, and they, people have been doing really, really well. And so that's a good thing to hear. <clears throat> Just to throw in a little plug for High Banks, um, Kim said they have a couple more cabins open on uh, on the uh, Labor Day weekend, and that's it. It's it's full. They've been doing really well, and so there's a decent bite going on right now on Winnie. If you want to jump up there, <clears throat> now Leech Lake, this different story. It's a little bit tougher down there, and it's funny as close as those two lakes are, they're really not that far apart. Uh, how different the action can be on the two lakes. Uh, I checked in with the guides over on the west side of the lake because I am more uh, spend more of my time on the east side of the lake. Um, and the west side of the lake has been slow. There's catching a few walleyes with crawlers and on crawler harnesses and with some crankbaits, uh, but it's not, you know, guides are going out sometimes on a half-day trip now and picking up two or three walleyes on a trip. Uh, so that's kind of a tough bite. Uh, not a whole lot of action with muskies or northerns, but there is a good bass bite. And that bass bite still is going on in Portage Bay, uh, up in Sucker Bay, uh, and it's also on Steamboat Bay. Steamboat Bay is, of course, the shallowest of the three bays, and uh, it's been a pretty good bass bite. And it's interesting, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, Brian, but the largemouth bite has been pretty good. The smallmouth bite, for the most part this summer, has been a lot tougher and I, I just personally think it's because there's been a lot of bass tournaments over the last two, three years up there. And I think that we're probably seeing a little bit of that, uh, unless you're really skilled. The really skilled bass anglers are doing well uh, on Mille Lacs, and I think they would, are doing pretty well in general on leech for smallmouth bass. But for the average guy, it's been a little tough to go by. I've got a couple friends who live in the south end of the lake that haven't caught a smallmouth bass this summer. And if they haven't been out fishing for them, they've been fishing with uh, walleye rigs, but they always catch smallmouth bass this time of the year. They haven't been catching them, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, personally, I have been spending a few days pan fishing, and uh, I love to pan fish, especially when the walleye bite's tough. Uh, I've been f- jumping around with some friends, and we've been going to little lakes that we haven't fished much before or maybe not at all. And it's interesting because this week I didn't see another boat on one of the lakes that I was on. And the pan fishing has been hard, hot, really, really hot. Been a lot of fun. Uh, the last time we went out a couple days ago, we went out on a lake, and two of us, as fast as we dropped our lines in the water, and I mean literally as fast as we dropped our lines in the water, bang, we had a fish. We didn't get any big ones, nothing over eight and a quarter inches long. But they were good eaters, beautiful orange bellies, just absolutely fun to catch. And they were in about seven, eight feet of water. We went in, in the places we found them, or right in cabbage on these small lakes. And some of these lakes are not much more than 25, 30 feet deep at the deepest spots. So it's not hard to find cabbage. Get into those cabbage and work around and just find little pockets in there. And boy, 
you find bass, you find northern pikes. We didn't find any walleyes, but sunnies and bluegills, and it was just a really a good, good time of fishing. It's been a great week for that. And then I checked in with the uh, fisheries guys <clears throat> in the Brainerd area. Uh, Mark Bocicalupi is the uh, director, but he's gone on vacation this week. So Mike Knapp, who is the assistant area fisheries supervisor, was kind enough to uh, respond to my questions about what's going on in the Brainerd area from a fisheries point of view. And in general, he says, the surveys on the bigger lakes have been good this year with walleye numbers higher than in recent years. Edward walleyes and northern pike numbers were about 5.5 per gill net with about 23.6 per gill net in the perch levels. Gall walleyes were at 6.9 gill net overall with good numbers of 12 to 14 inch fish. And again, those I think are from those 20, uh, 2018 was a, a real good year for hatching across the upper part of the state, and I think um, so was 2019. So those fish were 12 to 14 inches on gall, which are likely coming from their fingerlings that were stocked in 2018. Uh, Northern pike were about uh, 1.3 per gill net, and all were about 21 inches with a couple of 30-inch fish. And uh, Mike says, in general, we like the trade-off of a lower northern pike numbers in some of these lakes for better size, and that's really typical of what's happening to Gall Lake now. We're seeing bigger northern pike. Yellow perch were 14.7 per gill net. And then on pelican, <clears throat> the walleyes were in that 6.5 gill net overall with good numbers from 13 to 15 inch, which is probably from the fingerlings of stocking in 2017. Uh, the northern pike were at three per gill net, most of which were 20 to 25 inches, and perch were at 5.5 per gill net. It's amazing the difference between pelican at five uh, perch per gill net, and then you go to Edwards, and it was, uh, you know, like in that uh, 13, 14 inch range, I think, no, 23.6 range, big difference between those two. They've been doing uh, creel surveys on North Long this summer. And the walleye fishing has been okay for those who are skilled and really know what they're doing. And they have not heard anything from the whitefish uh, in the last survey that they did there. When they say they haven't heard anything, they just haven't been getting feedback from some of the anglers. Uh, the last survey that they did was 2018, so we don't have real current data on that. But that's just kind of a little update of what's been going on from the fisheries perspective. I want to thank Mike Knapp, the Assistant Area Fisheries Supervisor, for providing us with that information. And then, <clears throat> the kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, the last thing I'd like to talk a little bit about, uh, uh, Brian, is that the uh, water temperature is starting to drop. We're getting evening temperatures now into that upper 50s. We've had a couple in the northern part of the state in the upper 40s. And uh, we're going to have a few more hot days coming up here, but then it looks like about a week out, we're going to start getting temperatures that are almost fall-like. And those temperatures are going to, I think, will turn some of these lakes on, um, especially uh, muskies and also with the walleyes. When that water temperature starts dropping now, uh, it's, kind of, it's going to be fun. And this time of the year on Leech Lake, when it gets cooler, those big muskies are often found in bulrushes in three to five feet of water. It's not uncommon to go into those bulrushes and pull out 54, 55-inch muskies. And I, I, I'm thinking it's probably going to be true uh, on the lax too. So 
exciting times coming up, good times coming up, and hopefully the weather holds up and makes it pleasant for us to go out and go fishing. Which means you and I need to get out on leech and go perching. Absolutely. The perch aren't quite out of the weeds yet, out of the vegetation, but when that water temperature starts getting into the upper 50s, we're going to go fishing. Yeah, looking forward to that. I uh, love fall fishing. That's uh, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Check him out at uh, raygildow.com, and uh, he's all over social media as well. Ray, I appreciate it. Bring in the uh, information as you always do. Great job every week. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thank you, Brian. We'll have more Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and we head out to Mille Lacs like we like to do always to check out what's happening on the big pond out there. Steve Saponiak joins us with Predator Guide Service. And Steve, uh, you're sitting out there right now, kind of in the middle of Mille Lacs. Uh, what's going on? Well, pretty much close to the middle of Mille Lacs, that's for sure, Brian. Uh, well, musky fishing, got a couple nice guys from the city. He's got Steve and Dave. We're having a good time. Uh, Dave had a big follow, and he got a really nice big pike, which is always exciting. Uh, we started off on the east side of the lake because it was supposed to be a south wind, southeast wind. Uh, it didn't turn out to be that way. We had three, four-foot rollers, so now we're on the west side. Had some good action yesterday, some nice follows from some nice big fish. We're talking big muskies. We're not talking the little stuff right now, so it's good to see them going. The water temperature has dropped, so that has helped a lot, Brian. Walleye fishing and stuff like that is uh, being stable, but it hasn't picked up any better. So all in all, it's not a bad bad week to be on the Lax Lake. Yeah, you mentioned you know the muskies right now. That's kind of what your forte is out there. And when we were talking in you know last couple of weeks, it's it's been a little tricky. Uh, you're starting to see those pick up, though, a little bit? Uh, definitely. Water temperature has cooled off this morning. When we started, it was a little under six, uh, 72 degrees. We're barely above 72 degrees right now for surface temperature, which is you know better. It's like normal this time of year. Uh, some bigger pike are starting to move in. They haven't really all come in right now. Uh, so uh, the weed beds have been the primary area for these. And with the cooler water temperatures, like we've been saying for the last month and a half, the big muskies will get going, and they're starting to move better. I uh, had one hit uh, earlier this morning. It was sort of exciting. Didn't get no hooks into it, but that's musky fishing. They're quicker than, than you can imagine. Uh, otherwise, yeah, if the weather temperature and water temperature continues to stay on course like it has been, we're going to start seeing a lot more action happening and coming up. So everything, usually we always say we're a few weeks behind or something like that, but it looks like, you know, with the water temps being what they are, we're pretty much on schedule as to when we get into the super great fishing in the fall for muskies, right? Right, right. Things are moving more back to normal. Things are starting to be where they should be this time of year, which which surprised me. I was sort of hoping for that big tulip or whitefish die off. It didn't happen. I think in the whole week and a half, two-week period that the water temperatures are so high, we maybe saw 800 to 1,000 whitefish floating around dead. Well, that's, that's insignificant on the big pond here. That This lake has got probably the But all in all, right now, things seem to be on track, and I can see things picking up in the next couple of weeks where it's going to be pretty darn good fishing as far as musky season goes, musky fishing, Brian. What are you throwing at them for pike uh, right now, Steve? 
Uh, for pike, we're throwing double blades. You know, we got that one. Uh, Dave got that one nice one on a double blade. It was a 9 and 10. Not going to talk about the color. He told me, he swore me to secrecy, otherwise I'd lose my life. <laughs> we're throwing different modified lures, you know, baby. Beaver's got some modifications to it. Again, can't disclose that one. That's another one. But it's been, uh, the last few days, we've been having action on double blades and spinner baits. As I have said before, for years, we're letting them sink a little bit closer down to the bottom, two to three, three-second count, and that seems to be the ticket as far as getting fish moving, Brian. One guy I talked to, Steve, uh, this week, and he said he was having luck out on Mille Lacs with the, just the old-school daredevil out there. Uh, what do you think about that? I believe it. You know, it's something they haven't seen for a long, long time. You and I have mentioned it for years. Throw something they haven't seen, even though it's old school, like you said. Daredevils have always been productive. They've always been good. If you got the original Lou Eppinger Daredevil, it's got a patented curvature to it, which makes the wobble, I'm going to use the word, makes the wobble very seductive. And it's awful hard for pike and muskies to resist that Daredevil at times. So, yeah, I believe it's been working. I believe it's been working good. Well, I've got two, three of them in the boat right now as we're talking and everything. Haven't thrown them yet today, and maybe that's something we will. I've got about another week, you know, maybe uh, five, six days, and I'm back to throwing. You know, my hands from surgery starting to heal, and it's tough to sit and watch and run the motor without throwing a line. So we'll be back on track soon. Do you want to get in the weeds for the pike right now, Steve, or maybe get out deeper? Uh, the, the pike are in the weeds. You know, what surprises me is we haven't gotten a lot of pike, haven't gotten a lot of small pike. But that, uh, that's pretty much par for the course. You know, they're hiding. They know they're a meal. Uh, like I said, the pike, we are catching our nicer size, you know, up into the teens, mid-teens. And we've taken probably four or five in the last uh, couple of weeks, you know, of the 40-inch class, nothing really above. So as far as that goes, definitely be fishing the weeds right now. Uh, when the water temperature drops, you want to be concentrating on the deeper rock structures for the pike as well with jerkbaits and crankbaits. But right now it's still the weeds until another uh, probably six degrees in temperature drop, and then it's going to be everywhere. So for the walleyes, uh, you know, when we talked here a few weeks back, it was pretty much anything you wanted to try you were able to uh, to catch them with. Uh, is there anything in specific now that is working, or is it still kind of just uh, any tactic you want, you'll have luck? It's pretty much any tactic you want yet. It's been incredible, you know, uh, Lindy rigging for the walleyes, bottom bouncer for the walleyes, jigging with the minnow. You know, the guys who are smallmouth fishing are still catching the walleyes. The bite has been pretty good. Has it been really significant and, and extraordinary like it was earlier this summer? No, but it's still pretty good. I mean, if you know what you're doing, you should have no problem catching anywhere from 8, 10, 15, 20 fish a day, providing you don't get nailed with these different cold temperatures and storms we have coming through. So, yeah, it's still been anything and everything. It has slowed down a little bit, but that's to be expected. Anything where the brain can be conditioned and the way the water temperatures and the air temperatures have been fluctuating, I can see where it's a little slower right now. It goes without saying. Leeches, crawlers, would they work too? Definitely. Leeches, you know, on a slip bobber, no more than four inches off the bottom. Leeches on a lindy rig, probably a 10-foot snail right now. Crawlers on bottom bouncers with spinners, uh, definitely a way to go. Touch the bottom and lift up. Just get that spinner bait, uh, blades going fast enough to spin them and don't go no faster. This time of year, you don't have to. It stays a presentation that's visible and it's one they'll take. What about bass out there? Uh, is that picking up a little bit or are they still uh, kind of being a little stubborn? 
kind of being a little stubborn yet. You know, the guys are catching smallmouth and, and uh, largemouth, but it's a little bit more of a stubborn bite. Deeper water, 12 to 18 feet or 12 to 22 feet has been the significant depth to tie into these fish. But one thing you have to look at when you're out here doing the smallmouth fishing in those deeper rocks or deeper uh, model of sand and gravel, you're going to have to be stationary for a lot longer time than what you're used to. These fish have gotten a little bit wiser. They're, they're savvy to what kind of presentation you've got. So if you let it sit a little bit longer, like a drop shot with a pig, jig and pig type uh, rubber you know, on it, uh, it'll take it. It just takes a little bit longer for it to change its mind into bite instead of staring at it. There you go. Great stuff as always. Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. Check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info as always, buddy. Great stuff. Good luck out there on the water. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And always a pleasure to have Mandy Urich join us. She is a contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. Love to talk bass fishing with Mandy. And uh, we're kind of getting into that time of the year now, Mandy. We talked... You know, a few weeks ago with you, you love frogging and topwater and all that stuff. I mean, it's been kind of weird because we've had, you know, some nights that have been gotten, you know, the water temps have gotten cold and, you know, temps aren't necessarily where they normally are this time of year. How has that affected bass fishing? It's really affected it. Uh, There's some bodies of water right now that are just off. And when I mean off, they're off. Um the Mississippi River, for example, like the big pike bite is going, it's going great. It's a struggle. It's a big, big struggle right now to find active bass. Uh, it's, you know, we're seeing it in our leagues. We're seeing it in our tournaments. Uh, it's, it's just odd. And there again, I normally think that river fish are a little bit more stable through weather pattern changes. But at this time of year, normally there's a lot of bass in those back bays. Well, the back bays are shallow, so they're really affected uh, with cold overnight temps. And, it, you know, they're the first to cool down and they're the first to cool or to warm back up. But it takes a while, right? And when it gets to a certain temp, the fish are just like, ugh, this isn't good. Well, then add on a bunch of rain, and then that increases the current and the flow ratio on the main channel and then blows kind of blows those fish out of the area so mississippi off right now for bass big pike bite going on the other side the gull river crowing bass bite and pike bite has been phenomenal (laughs) and there that and that's crazy for me because the mississippi is more turbid it's dark water uh where the you know the gull and the crowing is, is a little normally a little bit uh clear body of water depending on where you're at um so that's a good thing. That that bite's been good. Lakes, our lakes one have been seeing a lot of pressure. We've had a lot of tournaments here. We had a couple high school tournaments, um, and the fish are everywhere. Like I, I, I had a night where they shouldn't have been where they were at, super shallow, but they were um, to the point where I like to stay deep. You know, I'm putting that boat in 20 feet of water and finesse fishing right now. And I think we're kind of, like, getting to the end of that. Like, I haven't had a good jig bite all year long. And with the water temps going back down <clears throat> to actually, like, cooler than what they'd normally be this time of year because we should be in the dog days, right? Um, the fish are starting to school, which is awesome. So once you get on them, you can 
kind of have a little fun pounding on them. But uh, my go-to, I think, right now on, on our lakes, at least, is I'm going to find those steeper breaks. I'm going to start out deep and then work my way shallower. So um, as, as the day progresses and the water warms up, those fish should be moving shallower up onto those flats, into the vegetation. Uh, there again, what's the cover is going to be really huge if it's overcast or bright sun. If it's raining or really windy, uh, those are some things to, to think about too. Uh, you know, just keep moving shallower until you find those fish. But uh, yeah, cheddar baits, spinner baits, um, still finesse fishing right now, trucking a craw tube. But it's one of those things where you, you don't have three, th- you know, three rods on your on your deck. I might have five just to kind of figure out what they want and where they're at. But, yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be good. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to it. If weather stays the way it is, I think our big bite's going to come back sooner. You know, are there a lot of weeds out there right now, Mandy, too? I mean, is that something people want to get into? It is. Uh, I'm actually shocked. So the back bays on the on the Mississippi, where it should start seeing some die-off right now, are still fairly choked. Um, same thing on like the Gull Crowing River. Uh, everything's pretty choked out right now. We're still having really good weed cover on our lakes too. So, uh, we haven't had any of that stuff start to really die off yet. Um, and there again, like the fish are going to be in the vegetation, but not necessarily in the middle of it. Like it's, if the deeper the water, like those fish are going to be on the outside vegetation line you know, where I'm focusing at least and then moving up into it. But, yeah, we still have really good, good vegetation cover. In some spots, almost too thick, you know, to the point where you might have to throw, like, a a Johnson silver minnow or or a frog in a non-pad situation because it's literally all the way to the top of the water. You know, in talking with Steve uh, the last couple of weeks, too, he's surprised that on Mille Lacs uh, the bass fishing has been, quote-unquote, okay um, and I'm sure you've probably heard the same thing. Uh, any reason as to why you think that is? Is it just that they're getting educated and have so many things thrown their way that they just have seen all kinds of stuff and just aren't interested? Uh, pressure's pressure, and I have no doubt, you know, that it affects them a little bit. But, our, you know, our smallies are just like our largies, too. And we get to the water temps and everything starts fluctuating up and down and random weather patterns without ever having, you know, a stable weather pattern is going to affect them, too. Um, smallmouth, you know, they don't like warm water like largies do. So they're going to they're going to start to almost go backwards on that bite uh, until the water temps come down a little bit and then they'll start to pick up. So I would assume in the next few weeks out on the lacks, those water temps continue to fall, that small boy is going to continue to get better and better. One question I wanted to ask you as we were talking here, uh, you've talked about doing a lot of river fishing. What is the tactic difference between fishing a river like the Crowing Gull or Mississippi or maybe fishing a Gull Lake or a Mille Lacs or, you know, some of our other bass lakes around here? Do your tactics change quite a bit and things you have to do? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, river fishing, um, I've got my go-tos that I, I absolutely love. One's a chatterbait. Like, I, I love a good chatterbait bite, a bug bait, a frog. Um, you're not really finesse fishing when you're, when you're fishing on the, on the river system. I'm looking more for a reaction bite. 
if you do get into, you know, some good stuff where you can flip a, a heavier jig or a Tokyo rig, or that's that's what I have when I go to the river. Where when we're fishing lakes, like I was talking about, we're a lot more finesse fishing. So I'm getting the spinning reels out with a high-vis line and throwing, you know, a, a shaky head with a worm on it or a Nico rig or something like that on our on our lakes right now. I still like the chatterbait and I still like my spinnerbait and my DTs, but um, the finesse tactic really comes into play more on our lakes than it does on the river systems. So have you got out and done a little bit of walleye and northern fishing as well? <laughs> I, I haven't walleye fished in, in, in quite a while, but obviously with our multi-species series, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pike fishing, you know, every week to, to pick up those those pike along with my bass and i keep running out of time before i seem to get to the walleye but i'm doing fine without that walleye for my total weight so <laughs> <laughs> well you and i were texting too uh back and forth i'll pull the curtain back here for a little bit you and i were texting earlier this week and uh outside of fishing uh it's it's hard to believe we started looking at the calendar and how quickly this summer has gone by we're about a month away from bow opener and uh, you and I are both are like looking forward to getting out in the woods and doing some deer hunting because that's going to be fun too. <laughs> the countdown has begun. I know I almost <laughs> hate because I love the fall bite so much, but it's like we get into that little segue and it's like you got to make the hard decision, right? Like are you going to fish or are you going to hunt? And I'm stoked this year. Like we put a lot of time and effort into the food plots and the property and got game cameras out and yeah, it's almost here. It's coming. Have you seen a lot of deer around? Uh, I have. Um, the crazy part is I haven't seen a lot of fawns. I've seen a lot of deer, though. I only have a couple does that I've seen on my property with, with fawns. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of spikes and um, older bucks. So I, I think we'll be okay. I'm not really sure. Everywhere else is saying that they're seeing a lot of uh, does and fawns, so it might just be in my location. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be going into fall is always fun. I mean, you got like you said, you got the fall fishing, you've got fall turkey, you've got uh, deer hunting and bear hunting and everything else that's going on. It's going to be uh, a good fall because that's the one thing. Once again, with everything else being kind of canceled and all this other stuff, this is what we can still do. So it's kind of a cool thing. Mandy Urick. Mandy, if people want more information on you, how can they get it? You can find me on Instagram or Facebook or podcast. Just Google me. <laughs> there you go. Mandy, Mandy Urick. Uh, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always. A great contributor here to Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll talk to you soon, Mandy, okay? All right. Sounds great, Brian. And that will do it for this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors each and every weekend, 7 a.m. Saturday mornings, 7 p.m. Sunday nights, and 5 a.m. Monday mornings. You can also stream us live at todaysbestcountry.com and brainerdoutdoorsradio.com, and we're all over the podcast networks as well. So whatever your uh, podcast platform is, just search Brainerd Outdoors. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. Have a great weekend. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Liveax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.